Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is Roxanne Jones. She's a former VP at ESPN, CNN opinion writer, Emmy-nominated producer, co-author of Say It Loud, an illustrated history of the black athlete and CEO of the Push Marketing Group, a media strategy firm. Roxanne, good morning. Good morning, Solomon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's my connection? I'm on vacation. I can I can hear you. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of a delay, but but you sound fine. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you sound fine. So let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we got to talk first about uh, Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. So Nikki Haley is trailing Donald Trump in what's become a two person race for the Republican presidential nomination. But she's made one point that's starting to stick. She's talking about Donald Trump's mental health. Given what we've seen, why isn't this talked about more? Well, you know, Solomon, I think this is a is a strategy for her uh, because nothing else has stuck, right? But we've seen this before. Wasn't it his niece who wrote the book, yeah. talked about his mental health, talked about his mental health as a, as a young man? That really didn't repel anybody from voting for him. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. They trashed her. They didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. You know, and I believe I don't remember exactly, but I think she was in the field of mental health. Mm. I'm pretty sure. So, you know, many people have tried to challenge his mental health. I know she's sticking to his gaffes and thinking she was Nancy Pelosi. And, mm. you know, he's he said he, he always talks crazy, but you have to remember, so does Biden. Mm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't think, you know, that she she has to figure out what the strategy is. Right now, she still has donors. In New Hampshire, I think she has a good, uh, you know, fair shot of um, not winning, but performing strong there. Maybe winning because in New Hampshire, you don't have to be affiliated with any party to vote in a primary. It's strongly independent, that state. And she has uh, Zanunu. She has the support of the governor. She has moderate Republicans there. Um, but I don't think this name calling, I don't think voters really fall for that because the people who are for Trump are for Trump. Doesn't matter what you say about him. Mm-hmm. He's crazy that he's lost. He doesn't have all of his faculties because he's 80. And it's, it's actually, um, even though some of this, you know, may be true if we had common sense, but we don't, don't in politics. I just find it ironic that Nikki Haley, again, is going after this age thing and hinting at senility for both Biden and Trump. Mm-hmm. When we think back to the whole Don Lemon scandal and how Don, you know, ultimately lost a job because he was, you know, said, repeated what people were writing on Google that Nikki wasn't in her prime. And that was also instigated by this whole question of age and whether there should be a test you know, for older people. So Haley has gone back to that strategy. And, you know, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable with it. It's different if, uh, because it, it sets a precedent for just name calling, it takes you away from the issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it's different if there is some kind of test for, you know, p- all politicians. Like, is there an IQ test? But we don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the people who already think Trump has lost his mind and would be a crazy president, you know, we already are not voting for the man. Mm-hmm. People who are f- with him firmly 
are not all of a sudden, or even if you're moderate or independent, maybe it makes you think like, yeah, but you got Biden on the other side. Who has these same gaffes? Who's, yeah. You know, they're basically the same age. Mm-hmm. So um, I understand her strategy, but I do think, look, I think she's she's going to stay in until South Carolina, her own state. She'll go to New Hampshire and see what happens there. I really, I, I don't know, just because everybody can vote there. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she won this one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she loses Nevada and then they're ready for uh, South Carolina and I expect her to perform strongly in her own state because she has a lot of support there and she stays in. I think the donors, you know, ultimately it's if the money stays with you, DeSantis dropped out because donors left him before Iowa. Mm -hmm. And so we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm not really impressed with the strategy of, you know, he's mentally unstable because we've been saying that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we've been saying that. So I think, you know, it's a reminder like it's almost a scare tactic, right? We have a lot of that going on. Like if he takes over the world as we know it ends, that may or may not be true, but I, I really would like to hear less of that and more of policy, what you're going to do for average Americans, like stick to that because otherwise, you know, politics, it's like a cesspool. They're not talking about anything that is really helpful for people to make decisions on who they're going to vote for other than character and personality issues. You know, I I think that um, to your point, for those who support him, they will excuse anything that Mm -hmm. he does up to and including 91 criminal charges that that he's facing Mm. um, and and will engage in a lot of what about ism. Well, what about so and so? And what about so and so? And what about no? What about the person you support? You know, but but they are really those who support him. They're there. And and I feel like um, just based on being on the outside looking in, most of it is based on racism, based on what I see. But I think that there are some other people who support him based on um, social issues, right? Sexuality, gender, those kind of things. Um, I think Mm -hmm. there are people who, who support him based on um, on fiscal issues. Like, you know, I'm going to have more money in my pocket. Uh, if 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 Trump is in office and and are willing to look beyond the danger that he represents, because I don't think it's about his age or senility or anything like this. I think his mental fitness no. is about mental illness. I think it's about that and our unwillingness to kind of look at that as an issue and talk about that as an issue. I think people on the left are scared to talk about it because now. You don't want to be politically incorrect. I think people on the right are scared to talk about it because they know that they'll be on the outside looking in uh, as far as uh, politics goes. And so it's this thing where we're all seeing this person seems like they are experiencing some mental illness, but nobody wants to talk about it. That's right. And, you know, don't forget the electorate, like boomers vote. They vote. Right. So, right. So you can't talk too dirty about old people losing your faculties and all that because they're going to the polls. They we, we could if we weren't talking in, you know, juvenile mm-hmm. terms all the time in these political conversation. Mm-hmm. We could have reasonable conversations about mental health, mental health issues, you know, identifying them, leadership, what it looks like, you know, what kind of demeanor you need to lead a nation. Right. But we don't talk like that. So instead, on both sides, as you said, there's fear, you know, about addressing issues that are right before us, yeah. regardless of party mm-hmm. that are right before us. Yeah. So 
you know, I just don't think that this, I, I wouldn't be holding out hope that, oh, now she's really attacking him, going after his age and his, mm-hmm. his mental fitness for the office. Like, this is really going to be a ringer for her and she's going to be, I don't see that. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, but she's got to do something because, yeah. you know, she is a scrapper. Mm-hmm. She is a scrapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's going against somebody who's down and dirty and nasty and name calling. And, you know, the whole thing is just so absurd and toxic for me because, again, what is this? What does anything have to do? These name calling and mental health about your policies, your agenda, how you're helping the American people. Mm-hmm. And we get lost in it. Right. So we have these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you got uh, you got Joe Biden, who, of course, you know, has been, you know, in my view, a, a steady hand. He hasn't been able to get the stuff done. He's tried to do. There's been uh, some mm-hmm. turncoats in mm-hmm. his own party who've who've stood in his way. Um, Republicans aren't going to support anything he tries to do. Even his executive orders have been challenged in court like they've done everything possible to stand in his way. But he's been a steady hand. At least you don't got anybody crazy. Running the yeah, country. that's true. That's true. That's true. You know, that's true. So been a steady hand. Yeah. But, you know, I can't help but thinking, you know, we we really deserve more than mm-hmm. a steady hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. in the best of situations, we wouldn't be I wouldn't be like torn like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I really don't you like making a making a, a vote not in support of but in spite of. Mm-hmm making my decision to vote. So, you know, but we are where we are and that's yeah. what it is. I am glad DeSantis is gone just because I don't want to hear any more of his ridiculous, uh, like toxic talk. Mm. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's gone too. But, but again, you know, these people go and then they support Donald Trump. And, that's right. And, and well, it, yeah, it, we can't yeah. be surprised by that. Of yeah. course he is. <laughs> it, it is, it's, it's a scary time. I, I think that, if you have someone who's face who's facing 91 charges, who then gets away with all of that, wipes it all away by becoming president again, what does he do next mm-hmm. time? That's the scary thing rid- for me. Well, maybe get rid of the term limits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like anything is possible. Anything's anything. possible. We can't even imagine what it will look like. Yeah. Um, because, you know, short term memories and all. Mm-hmm. And, and then like glorifying somebody who really was was very damaging to our democracy but you know what you get what you deserve like Mm -hmm. if we're not we that's that's how i i feel about you Mm -hmm. know some of the country we do have power to to make these decisions yeah we do and if we relinquish that power if we take it as a as a popularity contest as Mm -hmm. a beauty pageant which is how we've been electing you know, presidents mm-hmm. and other people, governors, then you know what? The country's going to get what it deserves. And we can't forget that we started on toxicity. Mm-hmm. We started on slave, chattel slavery. Mm-hmm. We started with the whole Christian lie. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually, you know, the foundation. And one thing that I loved about what President Obama spoke about was he was never firmly, he was, the, these documents were aspirational. They weren't for us. We've never achieved this dream, but this has always been the goal. And now I feel like the goalpost has shifted. We don't know what we want. Mm. We don't know. I don't know that we care. And it's and it's slowly declining into chaos as we lose confidence in in our institutions that yeah. uphold a democracy. So we, we're going to get what we deserve. You know, if you want to relinquish your power, it is what it is. And if you want something different, 
You have to get out and vote. You have to talk, you know, work to fix the democracy in your local communities, put up candidates like we have to engage. Yeah, we do that's have it. to engage. And and for me, you know, I'm I'm going down rumbling. That's that's just that's just that's, what, that's what I'm be. talking about. That's what it's rumbling, going to be. You know, rumbling, yeah. rumbling. Yeah. yeah. Rumbling for the ancestors. Absolutely. To the end. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to have to do. So let's talk about Fonnie Willis, because she's the latest black woman to find herself in the crosshairs of Trump and his followers. As Kamala Harris rallies for abortion rights, will white women join black women to fight for their common interests? What do you think, Roxanne? Mm, Solomon, you know what? <laughs> I wish I could say yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, come together. They'll be there for us like we've always been there for them and not just been there for them, but led these conversations. Mm-hmm. And then they took it over. Mm. And. I do. I, I don't think there's any um, history, there's any facts or data to show that they will show up for us. In fact, the opposite has been true. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that white women vote, they're not, despite the issues of abortion or, um, you know, anything else that they might protest for or say they're protesting for equal pay, equality for women, all of these issues, they still end up overwhelmingly majority voting for Trump, a man like Trump. Yeah. So I don't know now we did have the midterms where we saw that issues like abortion rights, according to polling, were decisive factors in kicking out some of the MAGA candidates. Mm -hmm. We'll see that that we'll see if that turns over. But I don't really see it as white women supporting us or Kamala Harris. I kind of see the reverse happening, that Kamala knows that white women of a certain in a certain demographic have now seen things that they can't even believe we've all seen it but that their voices are louder in this that their actions are louder that the way they have voted you know in these midterm and some local elections have shown that this is a huge issue for them voting rights issue and maybe it trumps the racism Mm -hmm. maybe it trumps maybe you know they're still racist they're still not thinking that Black women are equal and deserving of the same rights. But this issue is so big for them because they have been targeted. Their daughters have been targeted, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, in places like Texas and the laws are so absurd. And so um, I think that that's that's the momentum that Mm -hmm. she's that she's um, speaking to and hoping to gain. Um, because as I said, you know, CNN is, is, is trying to get me like, Roxanne, do you think you could write about how, cause I mentioned, you know, just in talking, mm-hmm. you know, black, black women are conservative. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Could you, do you think you could write about that? I said, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. No. You know what? Cause you should already know. You think you know us and you don't, right. you don't know us. I'm not writing to explain our people to explain. No, I'm not. So. But they were like, you know, I said, we're conservatives, so you can't. I got some issues, a lot of issues in my community that are before abortion rights. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah. just do. Yeah. And that's just me speaking. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, uh, I'm, I'm, we have a lot in front of us to be concerned with. Yeah. That's on the list, but it's not how I vote. And this is why I, I feel uncomfortable in these spaces with white women who make this you know, all about our womb. Like, the, you know, that's, you know, I'm like, really? The women who were raped, now you're talking about our womb and the sanctity of our womb. You're not talking about me. You don't care about my womb. You don't care about it. 
and you want me front and center in your conversation. I have other conversations I need to have. And so, you know, I'm glad that Kamala is out there and she's talking about key issues. Remember, we've been saying she doesn't have a big enough platform. We don't hear her voice enough. You know, so I'm I'm glad that she's she's taken a more prominent role in this campaign. She's only going to talk about key issues mm-hmm. that are moving the needle in the electorate. That's her job. She's trying to get you know her her slate elected, Biden and herself back in the White House. Um, but I don't see it. I I could never say at this point that white women in mass will come to support black women. We're not there politically. Yeah. Yeah. Socially. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No. No. I hear you and. You know, un- unfortunately, that's the reality. And, and it's deep because I think all of us have so many issues in common and, and we we think more alike than than we think. Um, you know, black mm-hmm. people are very conservative socially, you know, on, on right. everything but race, because conservative on, on race means we want racism. And that's not right. what black people want. You know, so right. I, I hear you, Roxanne. I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning, uh, as always, on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.